Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I'm here to share stories of meaning and purpose and wonderful people who are living their dream every day. Today, I'm with Linda Makowski, who's owner of Namaste Yoga Studio in Royal Oak, Michigan. But before that, she worked as a social worker and a college basketball coach at the University of Dayton. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Linda. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you in the studio. I feel like, as I've been going to your classes now for years, um, I just want to know the story behind the woman. And so <laughs> it's this is my way of saying, oh, tell me more. I want to understand. So um, first of all, kudos on building a wonderful business and studio that is just so welcoming. And I think it's, I find it accessible for everybody, every person. It, I'm sure that was your intention, right? It was absolutely our intention. Yes. Yoga isn't just for the flexible or able-bodied it's for just the contrary it's for everybody right right which I think a lot of people don't see that you know so I my I've tried to get my sister to go to yoga for years and um she's like oh I'll I'll, I'll be annoyed it'll be too quiet I'll do this <laughs> I'll do that and I'm like have you ever even tried it right <laughs> just 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 trust me give it a try see yeah, you know yeah, yeah um so I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey you you know you have such a varied past and expertise. So social work, a women's college basketball coach, and I just learned that you were a broadcaster, um, commentator, and now owning a yoga studio. So take me along that journey and how you went through these evolutions. Yes. When I tell people what my background has been, they're like, "How that doesn't add up. It just doesn't <laughs> seem to equal where you're at now. And I, I of course, there's a, a thread for me that it makes perfect sense and it's logical that this is where I end up owning sure. a yoga studio. And and looking at retirement at 66. So, okay. no, I, I was a teacher always, educated as a teacher. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoyed sports from the time I was a kid outside all the time and, and just played everything. I had great opportunities when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh, I played in high school, played in uh, college. We didn't have scholarships then. They uh-huh. do now. Uh-huh. Um, and... When I graduated from college, I did teach for about a year and a half, and then I went immediately into a college coaching job at Wayne State University. Okay. I did that for three years. We won a conference championship. Wow, good job. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, teaching really is my passion, and behind the teaching is, particularly in the 70s when I was in school, that was a pivotal time for females, yeah. for women. Yeah. And my primary goal was for every young woman to understand that you can live your dream. Your dream can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be what was stamped out, say, in the 50s and the 60s. The 60s started to change. The 70s, we began to own it. Yeah. And then with the exception of shoulder pads and (laughs) (laughs) and sweaters and blouses, Uh we really started to kind of own ourselves, I think, and what our own path is. Uh So that's been the message from the whole time, the whole time. And it didn't matter who you were or what your skill level was, that you could find what was in you 
that was worth fanning the flame for. It yeah. doesn't matter what your skill level was, but we can make the best of everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I did go on to coach at three different universities, Wayne State for okay. three years, uh-huh. uh, the University of Dayton for right. six years. Uh-huh. We went to a, a Division II Final Four there, nice. had a wonderful experience. Uh-huh. Um, sometime during that Dayton experience, I also coached a team that went to China for Athletes in Action. Oh, wow. That was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I, it was an it, it should be mandatory for every kid between high school and college to take an international trip. I agree completely. We have no idea yeah. how <laughs> blessed we are in this yes. country. So that really opened the eyes of all the young women on the trip and myself more uh-huh. than anything. Wow. Um, and then I was at George Washington University for a few years. Oh, in D.C.? Yeah, in uh-huh. D.C. Um, it, the end of the career came when my father passed away. I stayed one more year at GW, and then I came home. And it was just the reality of life will end. It's life can end at any point. Right. And right. I thought there are other things I want to do, uh-huh. but I didn't know what they were. Okay. Okay. Um, I knew I wanted to be uh, of service. Uh-huh. And I think that was the other uh, part of my story is being a teacher and I felt of service. Uh-huh. Lord knows you don't make a lot of money doing that. Right. And then becoming a social worker was a deeper level of sure. service. Sure. And um, that was really important to me. Okay. From there, the deeper level brought the reality of being of service in a specific area uh, can burn someone out. Okay. And so I needed to look around, and at the same time, my own spiritual life was kind of um, being eroded away. I just didn't, I was seeing and doing so many difficult things for 12 years on a daily basis. Sure. It's like, this isn't emboldening me. This is wearing me out. Oh, okay. But you have to learn how to have good boundaries. Sure. And to understand that other people's problems are not your own. Right, right. When I discovered yoga, I discovered the road to a path of understanding my own power. Okay. And the own my own true nature that lies within okay, and the divine presence that lives within me and give it whatever name you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always see it reflected back to me in nature. The beauty of nature really lives in me. Yeah. Otherwise, why, when we go outside, do we smile so broadly? You know, I mean, we're, it's it's like, even when it's raining, it's like, Oh, look at that. We're outside. It's (laughs) great. Yeah. So, um, that, really developed during the time that I began to practice yoga. Then I became a teacher. I didn't really want to teach because I know the responsibility of teaching. Sure. You don't just, it's not a thing where you walk in and model exercises. It was right. so much more than that. It's, it's actually, a soul practice. It's yeah. deeper, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a spiritual tradition and yes. it has many levels to it. So that was you know, 17 years ago. Wow. Well, actually, I got, yeah, I taught little, about 19 years ago. Okay. And then uh, I wanted to deepen my practice, and the founder of Veronica's Door said, I said to her, I, I want to go deeper in my practice. Where should I go to study? And she said, how would you like to buy the studio? Ah, <laughs> you're like, sure. Oh, I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. And wow. it was just That's like, so cool. what have you just done? Oh, my God. So you never envisioned yourself as an entrepreneur, and then no. all of a sudden you were? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. Here's the thing about the coaching and the social work, but the coaching specifically at a young age, I had a lot of responsibility and Uh I never it never occurred to me to not shoulder it. It just was something I wanted to do. And so I was used to building programs from the ground up. Okay. I also, though, took a job at Dayton that they had been the national championship before. My two brothers are saying, 
what are you doing? You got you can't have your own program. I go, yeah, but they they've already won. They know what it takes to win. They yeah. have money. They have scholarships. This will be an easier path. Yeah. So I just knew I could do it. Sure. And but did I know anything about business? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go with your gut. I and, did. Yeah, that's I did. Interesting. And I knew what I wanted Namaste to continue to be and where it would head toward hopefully so it's interesting you know I don't know if you know this about me but um, I've been in marketing and PR for 12 years and um, for the first oh I'm gonna say for the first six seven years of that journey I had a specialty a niche in yoga businesses and yoga festivals that were my <laughs> clients yeah it was really funny and it, but my second client was um, a large yoga chain that um I had been practicing there and it was my first experience with yoga and um, I was going through some life transitions and I I was so curious about what is it about this practice or this space Mm -hmm. that was helping me and becoming an anchor and I I just I like to explore and understand the why and so um, when I started learning more about the company I said well I can help you share this story because clearly I didn't know as a student Mm -hmm. and so let me help you communicate that Um, so they became a client and then from there um, I literally had yoga studios and festivals and entrepreneurs around the country who were clients and so I felt like it was a second language and it was it was something that I was helping to promote um, so I've, I've been around a lot and experienced different ones. I mean, I'm not a yoga teacher in any way or an expert, but I've experienced a lot of different teachers and disciplines. And um, I say all that to tell you that the reason that I practice at Namaste is because I feel that it's the most authentic mm-hmm. with no baggage compared to everywhere that I've been. Um, and there are wonderful yoga practitioners and teachers out there. So I'm not meaning to disparage any of them. And I think every yoga company offers something different that people need. Mm-hmm. But what I find at your studio is um, I, it just feels like I can be who I am. I don't have to step into any role or be cool or whatever. I, I'm, I'm good as I am. Yeah. And it's such a gift. So I just want to thank you for oh, that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. How did I not find you before? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that, I mean, you probably need to market, but I don't know that you need to market because I think you just attract who's meant to be there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I do find that there are, are yoga um, disciplines that are a little bit of a phase that people are really into and then, okay, burn out a little bit. Um, but I feel like I can stay the course at Namaste. Yeah. So that's really cool. Oh, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, all yoga's good. All yoga's yeah. good. Yeah. And there are trends just yes. like anything else. Something yeah. becomes very trendy and people kind of glob onto it. Yeah. And you do that for a while, maybe, you know, a couple of classes of booty yoga or whatever it is, you know, and and that's going to appeal to a group of people. Yeah. I I think that's the interesting thing about being in this profession, in this calling, actually, is this is my dharma. This Uh is what I'm meant to be. This is my purpose in life. Yeah. Is that I get to be with human beings Uh kind of like right as they are. Yeah. And just say, how are you? How are you doing? And what do you need today? And what would you like to do? And how is your body? And, And do that in such a way that it's not intrusive. Right. But it's of service. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you brought up Dharma because this whole show is about how people make meaning in the work that they do and find purpose in life. Um, so I think that's something that people are struggling to define a lot. And I'm hoping that this podcast will provide our listeners with some guidance about, you know, how do you find your purpose or your Dharma? How do you how do you make meaning out of, you know, I'm sending another email or I'm, you know, doing this task and checking it off my list. So um, I wonder if you have any advice for our listeners about, you know, how do you stumble onto this path that is meant to be your purpose? Mm-hmm. During our teacher training, and the Sanskrit word for yoga school is shala. So okay. during shala, that's a lot of, that's why people are there. They don't, usually they don't know what their purpose is. It's interesting that it's a time of transition for a lot of people that sign up for the program. They just want to deepen their study. Uh, they know there, there's something, there's a pull there, but they, they can't quite define it. Sure. And that's okay because after 18 years of that, I know I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I think because of my years of coaching is that my strength is to bring out in people what it, what it is and try to steer, help them steer their own ship and be a support and a guide sure. as to find out what their dharma is because that's essentially what the struggle is because once we do find out, we're happy. Yeah, yeah. And content. Not that we don't struggle and not that it's it's easy, but it's not simple. Right. You know, or it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. Um, and yet you you cultivate these tools along the way. Uh-huh. So the path of yoga gives us, the gifts of yoga give us the ability to calm our nervous system, which is through breathing. Okay. So we talk about meditation, but first we have to understand the power we have over our minds huh. by utilizing our breath in the proper way. Okay. So when we understand how to breathe properly, uh-huh. we can actually just calm right down. That doesn't mean that your mind empties, right? but it means that you've receded uh-huh. from that thought process because it goes a million miles an hour. Yeah. And most people don't have the tools to do that. So you see this over the last probably 10 or 12 years, the Uh whole explosion around mindfulness and meditation. And that's really important. And it doesn't take much. Okay. So that's the key thing. If you can understand, if people can be open to the idea of becoming still and just following their breath. Well, I can't can't meditate because I can't sit still. (laughs) Well, it's not so much about that. It's just about being open to trying some of the tools and allowing something to happen that perhaps you've never understood before. And when it happens, I'll open their eyes. I just did a, I do a little thing on um, last couple of Mondays with a law firm, support Uh staff at a law firm. So we start just, centering with our sit bones right on the edge of the chair. Of course, you know what sit bones are, but when I talk to a group that doesn't, I'll say, take your hands and bring them here. And they're like, what? (laughs) So you find that you're educating people about their own body. So people are really out of touch with their body. So when you can kind of bring that in and then get them to just relax their shoulders, take a long X couple deep inhales and exhales, and then talk them through just watching their breath. Yeah. Watch this magic and this mystery and this profound ability to notice that you're breathing. Yeah. And then I see their face soften. I see their shoulders relax. They open their eyes, and now we're ready to do a little movement. Right. And they'll say, I just want to stay there, and can I take a nap now? (laughs) And what that says to me is, you know, our modern culture 
bombards us with thought. Yeah. It comes in, and yoga has known this for centuries, that thousands of years actually, that our senses are not bad, but we get attached to whatever comes in through our senses. So if a young child is bombarded with, I don't know, the taste of candy, of sugar, they... That's what they're going to crave. Sure. If they're bombarded by visual images and they crave those, but the mind's been patterned, it's been right. trained to crave those. Right. So we get into adulthood and we carry some of that stuff with us. Does yeah. it have to be that way? No. No. Is the process easy? No, but it is simple. It really is. I, I think you bring up a very good point because um, when we can stop running or chasing or running away from, which I find... I know people, and I've done it myself, where you're uncomfortable and you um, you want to just escape that. So let's let's just mask it with something else, um, so we don't have to really confront what we're feeling or be honest about it. Um, if you can stop that and you can just be in the stillness and ride out the discomfort, on the other side are some answers. And um, you know, I find so. I started as a journalist and a writer. I'm still a writer, but then now I'm in this phase of marketing and public relations and communications. And I, I, I think it's a gift to see, and you've done this too, that um, it's an evolution. A life is an evolution, and there are so many possibilities. And so something that you do could be perfect for that period of time, and then it's okay to evolve into something else, and then there still could be another purpose ahead of you or more. And so I think that that stillness helps you to access it and to – be open to the possibility that um, what you're doing now is great for now, and then maybe tomorrow there's something new. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? The ups and downs are just the course of being a human being. Yeah. And so we don't have to judge ourselves or beat ourselves up or right. whatever. It's like, it, it, no, tomorrow's a new day. The next breath is the next breath. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's very cool. I actually think a lot about, you know, okay, what's the next phase? I mean, I love what I'm doing now, and I feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg, but but there could be something else, you know? So um, so anyway, our last few minutes here, I wish we had more time together, but um, <laughs> do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners about how they could make meaning in what they're doing today or find their purpose? I think um, getting still and just listening. Mm-hmm. We can, we can um, ask the question. One of the things I found really useful, and you and I have talked about writing before, my, yeah. you know, my willingness or my need, my kind of a craving to be able to write, is I just started to journal. Wonderful. And I'm like shocked at what comes up. That's great. I've journaled forever as a younger person, but okay. I just kind of gave it up uh-huh. with work and such. I do think when you interconnect with others when you do something um, that allows you to go inside like a yoga practice or if you just pick up meditation or any of those maybe tai chi something that helps you to get still and move your body the body relaxes the mind relaxes and then there can be a period where you listen sure and oftentimes that can be what the other part of meditation is and then responding with some journaling now those are practices we use in teacher training okay so we try to help develop that process sure so people have and there are other tools that we use but those are some basic ones that you would probably use to instruct someone in terms of their own ability to to develop their writing absolutely and figuring out your story is 
is just by writing it and you'll stumble upon it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's true. Well, Linda Makowski, owner of Namaste Yoga, thank you so much for being on the Make Meaning podcast. Oh, it's been great to be here and share time with you, Lynn. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.